everybody and welcome back to Ballin' Out. Super! Super duper in the pooper. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm your host, Hot Kumail Nanjiani, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Hot Kumail Nanjiani. Hi, I'm Hot Chris Pratt. <laughs> and Hot Kumail Nanjiani. Hi, I'm Hot Kumail Nanjiani's wife, Emily Nanjiani. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening in to our anime show. Yeah, we're, yeah, we all just got through looking at the picture that was just released of Kumail's insane abs. He's looking great. It's crazy to do like a press release that says like instead of I got a part in a big movie, it's like I have wild ass. Now. <laughs> but I think you know we've all done stand up, and if any one of us like just woke up one day with that body, I I believe we would all do well, it that. It takes too. more than a day, Katie. No, it takes I more than a day. I think you just make Does a wish it? upon a star, and it just happens. Or you dehydrate yourself a lot. I learned through wrestlers. You do that before the shoot. Yeah, I learned mm-hmm. through wrestlers that they all dehydrate themselves when they have to take a shirtless. Photo. That's classic photo. <laughs> photo. <laughs> classic fucking photography, bro. <laughs> anyway, our, our our guest this week is Trevor from No Cartridge. Hey guys, how's Hi. it going? <laughs> Welcome. I'm uh, I'm just as upset about hot Kamal Nanjani as you all are. There's it's, no uh, justice. It's, it's horrible. It's uh, it feels. Um, I mean, to make a video game analogy, like when they have a character who's already busted and then give him more abilities. Yeah, they needed to debuff Kumail and not yes. bust him. <laughs> nerf <laughs> now, <laughs> nerf Kumail. He's nerf already Kumail. getting enough parts. <laughs> we need to get Pete I Holmes guess... back in showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess this is just what happens when you get a Marvel role. Like you just, they just automatically hook you up with a personal trainer and you get extremely buff um it's called the super soldier serum <laughs> yes katie yes. I'm, just like a, uh, I'm picturing a machine that kind of like wedges your your shoulders and your feet between two mechanical things that like kind of press you like an accordion to yeah. force you to be doing mm-hmm. crunches <laughs> that'd be nice that would be pretty but you nice. can't deny the results though can you no, he no. has abs. We're going to get to a part in the future where the only way to have health care is actually to be in a Marvel product. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. We'll be doing battle royales to get into the Marvel product. I got to be Marvel <laughs> Matter Eater Lad in 2054. What's that Avengers movie? Again. Fame? It's like fame, <laughs> but we're all fighting to be Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interview right, the so, guest. Yeah, so uh, we're. Enough. Enough with your horsing uh, around. Trevor, we, we like to start the podcast by talking to our guest about anime and what your experience with it is. Uh, we used to be a Dragon Ball sure. podcast, and we talked about Dragon Ball, but we'll never talk about it again, probably. Never again. That's not true. Wow. If they make more Dragon Ball, <laughs> we'll talk about it. We might, yeah. I mean, I, I would I would encourage you to talk more about Dragon Ball. It seems like a lot of people really liked you guys talking about Dragon Ball. <laughs> I hear all the time from people, and they're saying it more and more. They are saying and it. They say are. it a lot. And yet we refuse to do it ever again. In defiance of our own fan base. <laughs> we're, we're done. <laughs> no, um, I uh, I probably started watching anime with Dragon Ball Z. Um, or uh, either that or Dragon Ball, because it was on at like... So I would wake up in the morning when I was like, I don't know, 10 or 11. 
And I try and wake up as early as possible just to like squeeze some extra time in the day. Mm-hmm. Like it was before I was able to stay up late. So I just kind of like gamed the system and woke up before everyone else and watched a bunch of TV. Get up with um, the sun. <laughs> Life hack number yeah, one. Yeah, no, basically, Get I would wake early. up at like 4.45, 5 o'clock in the morning. Were you doing um, all of Ben Franklin's rules back then? Uh, yeah, no, I was also I was also uh, writing an almanac. I had a... I, uh, <laughs> it's I had everyone a, with an earshot about how stove in my room. are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, but like at 5 a.m., for whatever reason, or 5.30, uh, Dragon Ball was always on. The original, it was the original Dragon Ball, though, with the one with, with Tiny Goku. Um, and then later I watched a bunch of Dragon Ball Z as well and sort of transitioned into having friends with anime. Um, watched a bunch of Evangelion with them and... Uh, Stuff like that, but uh, I mean, I I have never I never like took the next step into becoming really into anime. Um, I have a friend who I stream with, uh, my friend Andrew, who really likes anime and has actually was the one who told me to watch Paranoia Agent. So I um, I, I thank him for this episode. But the uh, were you afraid um, to take that step? Was it out of fear? No, it's not that. It was more like I couldn't get myself into just like sitting by myself in a room and watching, you know, like 10 episodes of anime. It felt boring. Whereas right. like playing a video game didn't. It's just like a mental mental gap for me. Yeah, and you still had to make um, that almanac. <laughs> yeah, no, and I mean, I was busy. I you was need so to busy. play <laughs> the anime. <laughs> I need, yeah. <laughs> you were yeah, an no, anime 11-year-old. You were very, your time was full. <laughs> I know, that's right. That's exactly right. No, but like, I, you know, I, I always, I had a bunch of tapes that I would get for like, for, for cheap used or whatever, like Berserk or, or whatever. And like, you know, those weirdo uh, movies that you'd always get, like, um, I can't even remember what they would be called, but like, they were always either about like, demonic cities or like weird robot guys and they'd be put out by viz or something like that it would be like one one ova or something like that um and they were terrible uh viz and, you know, like, weird robot guys <laughs> 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 they're touching yeah, their no, circuits like a- while they look at you they're fucking weird <laughs> that's a great that's a great pitch um <laughs> I like it. No, you know what? No, I'm into it. Um, Viz presents giant robots, but with human dicks. <laughs> they always did have vampire well, hunter on vampire hunter action. Also in dystopian future. This time the D is for dick. <laughs> doo doo out your shit yeah, vampire ass. Vampire hunter doo doo out your shit ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, do continue. <laughs> Fuck. No, no, please. No, this is good. Um, but yeah, no, I... I, I like... We've never had someone actively neg our riffs on the show before, so this is a new dynamic Is that, is that for a neg? Sure. Like, no, this is like, this is me being sincere. Um, <laughs> what if he did? What if he he hunted vampires, but by doo-dooing out his shit ass? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm writing this all down. I'm going to pitch it. I, I, I have a call with... Uh, Haim Saban after this, and after we're done talking about how much we like the IDF, we're gonna, I'm going to pitch this to him. <laughs> <laughs> so we both agree then. The Power Rangers theme is very cool, and that kid was definitely holding a gun. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, both you can of do serious damage true. with a rock. We all agree. That's I'm, why the Power Rangers <laughs> used rocks. I'm imagining just a, a Power Rangers <laughs> sequence that is just with terror kites. <laughs> 
<laughs> like the guitars playing yeah. and their kites <laughs> forming together. <laughs> as the as quick, putties quick. are like, the flying them in the, the, the kites field. all like join together into a giant kite that then explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! You know, people said giving him creative control would backfire, but I don't know. I like it. But yeah, no, I like I watched like so. I ended up out of that bunch of stuff I bought. I ended up watching like a couple of series all the way through, and I'd say that's like what kind of informed my anime watching. So like, I did watch. I watched like through Frieza in Dragon Ball Z. Right. Um. I I I watched a bunch of the old Dragon Ball again when I was older off of Real Player. To date myself, okay, terribly. Oh, wow, uh, just like real player streams on dial-up internet, real cool stuff. They didn't have um, VLC yet. They didn't. No, they no, wished. That, was, that was just a twink. Yeah. Oh god. No, we were um, all whipping the llama's ass. <laughs> oh yeah, that was uh, Winamp, right? Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. just a Winamp in a dream. <laughs> Downloading. Everyone skins. had Winamp. <laughs> Gen Z. I was going to say, what skins? Not welcome. <laughs> Getting like I had Nakira skin. skin for I remember that. <laughs> I think I had a Digimon one. <laughs> oh, Wait. yeah. No, that's a good one. Change I watched Pokemon, not Digimon. subtitled content. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Thank You're you. welcome. I'm feeling musical but, today. Yeah, like, I, I watched um, I watched all of Serial Experiments Lane. That was Ooh. one of the big ones for me. You're oh, a real that's spooky a, that's, girl. Yeah, I was a real spooky girl. I had the OST and everything. I really liked Lane. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a real, some like black mirror. I got bangs and I'm not fit for this world shit. I definitely love Serial Experiments yeah, Lane. That's, I've only ever heard it out loud and I thought it was like a street, like Serial Experiments Lane. <laughs> <laughs> and then the you wrote it down street. in the chat and I was like, oh, it's a guy. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's the an muffin easy... man who lives on serial experiments. Lane. It's actually a girl. And his muffins are fucked. His oh. Muffins are fucking weird. <laughs> it's a girl talking to her dead friends on instant messenger, more or less. Okay. Yeah. So right. it really spoke to me as a depressed fourteen-year-old who would stay up all night talking to their friends on AIM. <laughs> My fucking <Yep>. living friends. <laughs> That's I'm funny. So we fake. probably were in a lot of the same chat rooms. Uh, <laughs> that sounds exactly like my childhood. Um, no, I was totally, yeah, I was just totally a depressed teen. I like to listen to like uh, emo core and stuff. I was in a band. So Serial Experiments Lane was definitely my my jam. What instrument um, did you and play then in Cowboy your band? Oh, I played bass. Hell, and, like, I, I, Hell yes. Oh, get in. I, uh, <laughs> we are an exclusively for bass bassist players. podcast. Oh my God. So many bass the, players. I had the I had the most bass player origin story in that band too, which is I was friends with everyone in the band, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of them just like split off to go make their own pop punk band, and the other two wanted to play sort of like uh, more like punk and and kind of like emo punk and stuff. So they asked me, I was like I don't know fourteen, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to join the band?" And I was like, "Sure, uh, I don't play an instrument." And they're like, "You yeah, just buy a bass, you probably will be fine." <laughs> and that's that's how I was, <laughs> and I did for like. Five more years, so that's so. Um, funny. And I don't think I was ever any better than fine. But I, uh, growing up, my my uncle was a guitar player, and he would always tell us like when you when it comes time to start a band, you're gonna find three guitar players, and whoever is the least good at guitar is the bassist. <laughs> <laughs> you're that's bad. Absolutely correct. <laughs> you're no good. <laughs> 
Um, I'm like the Grinch of music. You're like the Grinch of music. Yeah. Now this show we watched today that was pretty spooky, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. So so you were saying a bit about like your your friend who you stream with uh, introduced you to it. Like when was that that you you yeah. first started getting into this? Uh, like I, I watched I I think I watched that the whole thing about maybe like a year ago now. It was funny like. I, it was suggested to me a lot. I finally... It's hard to find. Like, I, it's cool that it's on YouTube. I had to, like, find some weird torrent of it and get it. Like, to actually watch the... Like, the videos are... Ex- like, to actually buy it legally is expensive, and it's not on any of, like, the the crunchy rolls of the world. So, like, it, it took me a while to get it. But, um, yeah, I watched it about a year ago. I watched about half of it while... Um, so, I have two kids. One who walked in at the beginning of our recording, uh, and the other is not here right now. Uh, he he's at he's a daycare, but the um, he's he's littler. He's like just over a year. And when I started watching uh, Paranoia Agent, he was still like drinking out of a bottle a lot. So I would uh, it would take him like a half hour to drink a whole bottle when he woke up from his nap. So I'd just like put on an episode of Paranoia Agent and feed him his bottle. That seems um, stressful. I got through it that way. Yeah, it uh, sounds like. Th- there might be like it, some some deep, deep psychic trauma. Psychic trauma in this kid. <laughs> let's just let's just he, get something uh, unsettling on while we do this. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it, it doesn't get less unsettling as the series goes on. I have to tell you. I know you only watched the first episode, but uh, well, I, I um, watched this whole series in like 2011, um, and okay. I thought it was very funny. We chose this because last week we did Fully Cooly, which was a um, oh. different vibe, but uh, also kind of like a psychological, more psychological show than, uh, you know, kind of the bullshit animes we usually make fun of. So I yeah. had to like go into the group <laughs> chat and like explain to everybody what was going to happen. Not like the plot points, but I'd be like, all right, it's another thinker, fellas. Like, please <laughs> yeah. act accordingly. This I was is all three worked real up folks. and Katie had to calm folks. me down. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I remember watching Fooly Cooly with a friend of mine, like, and they told me it was the Evangelion guy, and uh, I think we watched, like, two or three episodes, and they were super into it. I never finished it, but I really love, like, those first three episodes I watched. First two? Is there only four? Six? There's only there's seven. Only... Oh, there's believe. seven. Okay. Yeah, some some number like that. Seven, isn't that interesting? Wow, we really should have rated it out of seven episodes of Fooly Cooly. Nope, it's always no, Dragon it's Balls always now, three. because it got two out of hand, and we can't be trusted <laughs> to judge things out of seven other things, so there's just always Dragon Balls. Yeah, I, right. I agree with Alex on that. You had, it was a privilege, not a right. <laughs> but then the Shenron could have, like, emerged from a forehead. I mean, that still would have happened, that. but... Yeah. Yeah. When you summon him correctly with his balls... Well, I hope you've thought about that. Nice. <laughs> I will say this. Um, <laughs> is there a part of Fooly Cooly that's like about, um, this could be really dumb, is like authentic Cooly, like uh, the, the precious metal you all trade and then fools Cooly? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's Put that dumb. back in the oven, Alex. Yeah, so you go to like, <laughs> leave it in. Well, leave it, it in. Well, so you have like pawn shops no. where, where you go to sell your coolie when when no. you're you know when, when you're stuck for for mm-hmm. rent that month and you need to get yeah, rid of something. Get rid of your and then you go to like a noodle cadoodle or something <laughs> like that to get your fully Noodle-cadoodle. Noodle-cadoodle, yeah. That is... We're old, everybody. There's literally no one that listens to this show uh, that knows what that is. This reminds me of Real Player. <laughs> Something I would use quite frequently. There is not a single person that listens that to this listens show. That knows what a noodle-cadoodle is. I think... Yeah. It wasn't that You're going to get the nice, like, yeah, 30-year-old I, audience now. 
35 year old, excuse me, probably, well, they have a lot of disposable income and they're sad. Yes. yes. I thought you were making up a word. I didn't know noodle cadoodle was a real thing. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was funny even you, when it was made up. It's it's where you'd go to get uh, educational toys. Yes. Okay. Like you could go to like a Toys R Us and get yourself like a like a Polly Pocket or a uh, whatever the boy a one Transformer. was. Transformer. Max. Mighty Pain. Max. Mighty Max. Yeah, that was yes. for boys. Max. Yes. Po- you know the irony. Mighty Max. Yeah, because I would call my tiny partner a Polly Pocket, and I'm like, if you care about gender, I'll call you a Mighty Max. And they were like, no, that sucks. Call me a Polly Pocket. Polly Pocket, obviously. Yeah, yeah. way better one. The irony is women's pants rarely have pockets and yet boys pants are chock full of them that's actually an excellent point it's a good point yeah okay anyway noodle cadoodle was where you would get educational toys uh such as fool's gold yeah tumbled rocks or like uh, like a model of dinosaur bones yeah as a teenager it's good to learn Fool's coolie (laughs) i'm learning a lot on this episode yeah fool's coolie yes (laughs) fool's coolie okay i have a point that is a little more relevant. Okay. Not just teaching people about chains that went out of business in 2000. Uh, I I owe my Suncoast notes, so if we're getting off this topic, I'm no, just kidding. No, yeah. Phil, <laughs> if you got to talk about Suncoast. Suncoast, great place to get yourself a double uh, XL t-shirt of Fooly Cooly. Circuit City. They never have a, a larger right. or a medium. They never have those sizes. Circuit City, a great place to get in a fight with your dad. <laughs> Multiple times. A KB Toys that only sells the male characters called KB Boys. Great. Nice. nice. Okay, yeah. so here's... That's where you buy your Goku's. <laughs> <laughs> your tech decks. Ooh. It's just for the fellas. <laughs> but in this case... They're they're uh, they're very gendered tech decks, so they're called tick dicks. Tick dicks, and it's yeah, it's got like a gun on it or something. <laughs> Layup. You know what boys like? Yeah, tick dicks. It's like big for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're little, you're like good. It's big, like I like. Do you remember there was a time where they made big tech decks? Yeah, it was where they repulsive. were like these are for your hands. <laughs> By that they point, were just, it's they just were like, like they were trying to soft pedal or soft pitch the uh, the uh, actual full size skateboard. Yeah, and they right. were just like slowly getting there. Like, this one's for your elbow. At what point Let's do you stop being a big next. tech deck and start being a small skateboard? <laughs> that is the question. It's like a tech deck, but for that your was feet. <laughs> every every board meeting at tech deck was that. It's just people arguing over what somebody comes in every meeting with the pitch. It's a tech deck, but for your feet. Now we brought in Tony Hawk to see if he can bring some kind of analysis to the table on this. Tony, and he just spins in a circle. <laughs> what I brought you guys today is bagel bites. <laughs> anyway, Katie, what was your point? Oh, I was just gonna say. Um, so now that we're exploring the wider world of anime, the wild, wild mm-hmm. world of anime, we are going to start bumping up against the shittier aspect of my personality, which you two know firsthand, which is that when I sincerely like something, I get really defensive and weird about it. Yes. And it's not fun to watch with me. I haven't watched a show in years, but I remembered that I like it and watching it and hearing you guys riff during it, which was objectively funny and fun, I felt myself getting angry. Objectively. And I I don't like this about myself, and this is going to be the larger arc narrative of as we go through these shows that won't 
I watch when I like, I'm going to be so shitty. And it's hard for me. I think 45 seconds into watching this, Katie said out loud, oh no, I like this. Yes. <laughs> I did. Uh-oh. And it's not I mean, it's funny. It's a really when good I, anime. The whole thing is amazing. That's what I'm saying. It's not good when I like things. So this show is not good when I like it. So I I, I I apologize for our second uh, episode in a row, Fandos, of me just sincerely giving my media analysis on something I like while Alex tries to make this funny. Well, luckily, we will have a, a three-week gap because this will come out in New Year's and The Grinch will be right before this. Okay, great. Perfect. Perfect. So everyone will know that you're oh, a Grinch. Your favorite yes. movie. <laughs> in this case, you're a Grinch for liking anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the opposite of what we talked about. You're the Riff Grinch. I am the Riff Grinch. You know what? Yes, I am the Riff Grinch. Have you ever heard a more offensive-sounding title than Riff Grinch? Than the Riff Grinch? It's like a like a. It sounds like it's a straight-to-TV movie starring Steve Vai. Oh my god, I would love that. Gross. I love Steve Vai. (laughs) I'm that horny girl in the Steve Vai music video where they're like, I like John Bo Joe Bon Jovi. I like new kids on the block. And that one girl's like, I'm horny for Steve Vai. (laughs) Realistic teenage girl thing to say. If you guys don't know the video I'm looking up, just Just like uh, Ingve Malmstein. Oh, no, thank you. (laughs) I had a very embarrassing situation where I was at a coffee shop and there was a really hot girl behind the counter wearing a Malmsteen shirt. And I go, oh, really cool shirt. And then she goes, oh, I don't know who this is. I just borrowed it from my roommate. And then I had to, like, admit that I know. I'm like, who? I'm like, oh, he's a... Uh, you could have played it off though. You could have been like, "Yeah, he's like a uh, like a Nordic uh, philosopher. He's like a like a socialist philosopher." Yeah. No, guy. unfortunately, <laughs> I couldn't stop myself, and I went, "Oh, uh, actually, he's like a heavy metal guitarist, famous for bringing the neoclassical style into <laughs> heavy music." And then she's like, "Cool," and I'm like, "No," that yeah. I just left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You had the same relationship with this woman that you have with the animes you like, where you can't not gush about it when you see it. Basically, I want to die all the time. Every one of my interests are the worst, and I hate them. Oh, no. Well, damn. Damn. Um, Double damn. So, Trevor, you've watched all these many realms of anime, and it seems like you've gotten into them later in life. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite? A little bit. I mean, like, it's... Late in life week. Oh, it's a good question. I mean, like, it was basically, like, I, I watched... I think, like, early in life, I watched Lane and Cowboy Bebop. And probably for a long time, one of those two I would have said was my favorite. I, it would have depended on the day. Um, man, I don't know. Um, at this point in my life, probably the best anime I've watched, or what I would say the best anime I watched... And this is a cop-out because it's a movie, so it's easier... Is uh, is Akira? I think Akira is probably my favorite thing okay. to watch. I love watching the animation. I think it's just so lovingly done. Yeah, um, I mean it's a classic. Paranoia for a Agents right up there though. Yeah, they're Paranoia Agents. Uh, I forget the name of the animation studio, but they're genuinely one of the best animation studios out there right we now. We were watching it, and I kept thinking, "Oh, like Akira. This is like Akira." I kept thinking it looked a little bit like. Um, 
like spirited away. Well, it gets crazier, mm. and then when you when in later episodes, the animation becomes way more liquid, and mm-hmm. it, it does definitely look more like Akira. Yeah. But there, it's the same studio that did Paprika for people who are familiar with that, and it has I was a very say, similar look. I thought it was the same one that did Paprika. Yeah, it is. Paprika, Didn't it do, like, I know that one from too? Eggs, folks. Mm. From freaking eggs. <laughs> See, I told great you guys. I We're told all you. Out. We're all acting out on this one. I told you guys. I told you that if we did a good one, I would just get sincere, which makes Alex defensive. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great time. Alex gets so defensive when people genuinely enjoy something. What's up with that? Are you okay? Yeah, what's up, Alex? I am in a fortress of emotions, <laughs> and no one is allowed inside my feelings, Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're lucky you are to destroy. We're lucky we're not watching like the later episodes. Before we move on and start getting into the actual episode, uh, one of the things I guess we can we can kind of uh, touch on very briefly is like uh, outside of anime, what kind of like when you were a kid and during the time that you were getting into anime, like what other nerd shit were you getting yeah. into? I mean, obviously gaming. You, you yeah. clearly are a gamer. Yeah, right. But not no, even I mean, from the podcast, just from everything like- about you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I understand. I appreciate. You know what? It's fine. I, I get it. No, yeah, I, uh, I like gaming. Actually, is something that I got much more into as an adult. Like I was into it as a kid a lot, and then like because of the podcast, now I'm into it just as much as I was when I was a kid. And then there's a gap in between. But um, the thing I was mostly into when I was growing up, like between then and now, like getting into anime, and then this very moment was uh, comics. I loved comics for a really long time. Um, I would. I was like one of those dudes with like a really big pull file, oh, where like yeah. I'd go in and I have to. Pay, I'd have to pay like two hundred fifty dollars, and they'd give me like a a twenty percent discount or something yeah. because I was like a friend of the store. Two hundred fifty. One of those cool guys. Not too, but you could oh, easily well, spend be... like a hundred dollars on weekly books. Like when I used to work God at the damn. store, oh, that's yeah. true. Like if you had someone that was doing like an eighty dollar pull a week, you just give them ten percent off because they were keeping your store in business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was basically like I would always get ten percent off like any time I just came in because they were like, and it, you don't even have to buy that many books. I mean, it's a lot for for anyone who's not reading comics, but like if you're interested in the big publishers like I was then, it's like, well, I want to keep up with Spider Man and I want to keep up with the Avengers, and oh, there's like a new book coming out with a writer I like, and so after you know not too long, you're picking up you know also like they would- books a week do this evil thing where they would do these events and if you really uh, needed the full story you needed to like buy truly truly dark titles that Just, was what killed it for me actually like i remember the it, it, it like what was it the there was like a scroll war kind of thing yeah. at some point like invisible something but like it was uh man it was like i just i i couldn't handle it like i was like i can't keep up with all this stuff i'm gonna be paying 500 dollars a month i i quit yeah, I remember right before the big first reboot of DC, I was working at a comic shop in Portland when Flashpoint was about to happen, which was oh. this big event for The Flash where there was going to be like 10 different, probably 15 different Flash titles. And my shop owner and me were going through, um, when you work at a comic book store, they have this thing called Previews, which is this giant phone book sized book that lists every comic book that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. it's everything your store can order. And we're flipping through previews and seeing like the hundreds of 
the Flash titles, and he looks at me. And he's like, "We're not ordering all this." <laughs> like, he's like, "We're gonna do, we're gonna do like three of them." And then, literally a month later, DC's like, "Never mind. <laughs> Everything's issue one, I guess. We fucked up. It's 2011. We're hemorrhaging money." <laughs> <laughs> DC's big plan of a Flash-centric comic series, comic company who did not work out for them? Uh, no, they're like, what if there was a hundred The Flash? Everyone you liked loves it when the there Flash. Was, we did it with Green Lantern. It was fun. You had rings. You guys like rings? What if it was The Flash? And everyone's <laughs> like, no, thank you. Chicago sucks. <laughs> the is way the you Flash said is? it? Kind of. So uh, Marvel's actual... The Flash is in a like, motor city or something? Yeah, like... Like, Detroit, Detroit, Rock City. So, uh, uh, like, Marvel's like real United States, like the real world, quote mm-hmm. unquote. But DC's kind of like these weird chimeras of cities. Yeah. So the Flash is like vaguely Midwest. Okay. And... Yeah, I forget what it's called. And then uh, the Green Lantern was on Coast City until he destroyed it. Yeah, he was like from San Fran. <laughs> That's yeah. so. And him. then he blew San Fran up when he became evil. Yeah. Which is a, in the end a force for good. Right, but um, he had an easier time getting into it sketch fest because he's a local. Yeah, and it was just <laughs> like right. Kyle Rayner. Like and then the only Metropolis reason- and Gotham are both New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only reason Kyle Rayner got this set is because he he got so famous <laughs> off of that one comic book he drew, and yes. now they just let him in. And Dude, it's all like those, all those Metropolis comics, and then they move to Gotham, and like. They're all friends already, and like the moment you get here, you're on every big show. Yeah, like, what the fuck? And it's like I get it. You know Superman because you did that set together once. Yeah, well, you know what? We all know what Superman did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we all read we about all it. No. Okay. It, you don't get cachet off of knowing Superman anymore. Why do you think Metro- <laughs> like the newspaper laid him off? <laughs> You think those glasses are fooling anybody? Get out of here. Oh, dude, How do you feel like the other comedians felt when they saw Superman and he was just hot one day because he was in a DC movie? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, all right. This well, sucks. <laughs> this is a sucky rip. <laughs> I feel like we're all no, on no, the same page. People are going to love it, especially three weeks from now when Hot Kumail is not in the yeah, news anymore. That's a great point. <laughs> People will still be talking about it. Hawkeye is all we're going to talk about through the end of the year. Guys, please don't stop talking about Hot Kamel until Guys, the third week in January. Don't, don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> this is going to be huge. We're going to we're going to have to do like a preview of this episode this week and it's going to be us saying just that you guys need to not stop talking about it. like this is the big story of the decade it's hot kamel it's hot kamel time on hot kamel. oh no I, I, as your doctor i regret to inform you you have a big sick of hot kamel brain <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be stuck in there for at least three weeks what does the big what? sick mean is that like a thing that doctors say i think it's it was what just... doctors say no i think sorry you've was... got a big sick <laughs> doctor you, here you, oopsie whoopsie <laughs> I, I think it was just like supposed to be like kind of like a point. Why are the balling out super guys? Why do they keep posting these pieces like top ten hot Camille Nanjiani's? This just like doesn't seem on brand. <laughs> because it's what we're all posting. Because we all want to talk about it still weeks <laughs> later. 
Uh, should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into the episode. Okay. I just want to say it takes yeah. more than three weeks to become unhot. Uh, I've I've done True. it in less. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you, it's like a public bragging. meltdown, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it's, it's really easy for a woman to become unhot. All you got to do is send more than two sentences to a man in a text message, and they're like, oh, boy. Oh, here we go again with the uh, yap, yap, oh boy. Yeah, yap, yap. Yeah. <laughs> this, I thought she was fuckable, but then she tried to communicate. <laughs> like some goddamn psychopath. This is a huge episode for Katie's man voices. <laughs> oh, jeez, this lady's oh, not geez. so fuckable. You guys can't make fun of my man voice. What? See, Alex. Alex, this is why you don't fucking throw food out in here. <laughs> oh, did I do that? I kind of blacked out for a second. Did I do that? <laughs> did I do that? Alex Patak. For folks at home, my cat is going absolutely insane sniffing the garbage pail because Alex threw a sandwich out in it. Well, there's nothing in it. All right. Edit this out. What up, listenerinos? You're listening to James Hetfield, the lead singer and performing artist of Metallica. I'm here to say that we're tired of being metallic all the time, and we want to reach out and help some other great institutions like the World Bank or Fallen Out Super Podcast. Yeah. So if you're interested in doing the world a better place, buy a t-shirt from the Fallen Out Super Podcast. That's what I would do, and I'm a shredding cool guy. Uh, the title of this episode is Paranoia Agent Episode 1, Enter Little Slugger. So Weird. What is that? I did not see that. Coming. Weird pick for a title. Um, Paranoia Agent uh, is a psychological kind of uh, horror show. And it opens, I, I always have loved the opening title sequence for the show, which is like a really hopeful Eurobeat song as every every character from the show has like a black hole sun smile on their face on top of buildings and stuff. It's I, very- I didn't like it. It was fucked up. <laughs> it's just I like all, the lyrics. I like how they're all about nuclear bombs dropping yeah. and stuff. Like It's so dark. I will... Um, just like to point out the version we watched uh, since it was on YouTube didn't have like the little subtitling on like written things like anime usually does. But luckily, oh, I those are so helpful. immediately flash back to watching this. And I have some weird like ability to remember anime stuff, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. The doctors don't know what to call it. <laughs> um, yeah, a, people it's insidiously a laughing. Uh, society's collapsing. It's a real opening to milk your baby, too. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. So uh, we open up. It's uh, outdoors in a bustling city, and everyone's talking on their phones. Yes. Black Mirror. When did this come out? Uh, like 2002. 2004? Yeah. 2004? Because there yeah, were cell phones. Like but you know if it came out 10 years later, it would be... It would be the uh, I think you should leave thing of just... We're all on our phones... Yeah. Sending emojis. <laughs> yeah, this is like before all that, though. I like that this this whole show is about like uh, 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 living in a society, but it, it it like it starts off that way, but it's not at all like the way it continues throughout the episodes, and even in this first episode, it's like not at all that. 
Like, it's not a, we live in a society, man. Like, get off your phones and start paying attention. The first scene totally sets you up for that, and then it is not that at all. Yeah, it's just about losing your fucking mind. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, uh, going, it's about going crazy. It's about mental <laughs> illness. And I, uh, so yeah, people are like, we're getting vignettes. Sorry I'm late. Sorry that business thing fell through. People are on the subway, texting away, click clack, click clack. Clickety clack. Oh, choo 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 the train. Choo 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 choo. Oh, we're all bustling. We're all bustling. Where are we going? What are you apologizing for? So then we um we cut there's uh, an old man outside writing formulas on the sidewalk and he looks up and he sees a a woman in a bus and the bus drives away. And he says, well he doesn't say this but his eyes say I'll have what she's having. That's what it says. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Insanity. Yeah, insanity. Yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> so, um uh, we then cut to a pan of an interior of an office. We're seeing a bunch of stuffed toys and drawings, and we see our, our uh, main character. I, I'm sorry, does anyone remember what Tsukiko. her name is? Tsukiko Sagi? Yeah. Tsukiko Sagi, Tsuka, Sagi and, Bottoms. Uh, she's uh, she's mm. drawing cute little characters on the computer, and then her um, co-worker comes up, and he's like, what's up, money bags? You gonna make me another cash cow? That pink dog we're putting on everything it's on napkins it's on band-aids we got stuffies it's fucking cool i loved this this was so bleak she just works at the fake stuffed dog factory well it's like supposed to be like hello kitty yeah or something like that with know? the idea that just like so they worked at some firm that did something and then one week somebody was like ah fucking cat and then they just made a billion dollars <laughs> i don't it's that random though i mean that's like a whole economy there yeah it's like these cute little that's, characters on shit yeah it's sanrio like yeah. it's, it's hello kitty um like that's, but yeah, yeah he's like when are you gonna make me another adorable fucking cash pig pig <laughs> maybe it's a pig i don't know you're the artsy one <laughs> anyway by monday you do this monday <laughs> right and she, like, apparently made their most successful <laughs> character, yet she's in this, like, depressing-ass cubicle. No, yeah. it doesn't even have an office. Noted. And then, no office. Um, she's very mousy, and she so looks... So dark. Yeah, she looks up, and she sees all the other women in the office, giving her the old stink eye. Sanrio yeah. stink eye. They're all they like, look it. at this fucking selfish bitch who's not making us another animal mascot <laughs> thing. Yeah, they're all saying she came up with the dog i come up with dogs all the time all the time and no one no one has given me the treasured center room cubicle (laughs) i've been out here every week showing my cute pictures at shows all over town and this younger woman comes in with bangs and then she gets colbert right away (laughs) she's like uh she's like the art school confidential sort of story where everyone's just like she like just because she's like the sensitive artist type like she gets to be the one who makes dogs i make dogs too and they're really detailed yes they look like real dogs hers doesn't look like a real dog <laughs> a tampon and a teacup just pitching just pitching of to pitching to like a uh a mascot company all my extremely hyper realistic dogs it's so funny I mean, to think about like now foam around the mouth I'm like the, look at the this every like, kid's gonna want this horrible it's like husky Hello Kitty Kuropi the, the other one the penguin one and then it's just like a photo of a dog <laughs> like a photo realistic dog with human teeth <laughs> 
Sonic. Kids are gonna love it because I say they're gonna love it. We cut. She's um, walking home in the dark, which is a commonly terrifying situation. As you do after pulling a double at the dog factory. (laughs) And uh, she quietly mumbles to her stuffed pink dog in her purse as a reassurance. And uh, she is startled to find a bag lady in the middle of the road. And there's something disturbing about it to her. She starts to hurry away from her. And she looks back. And the bag lady seems to have disappeared. But there's darkness encroaching on her, which freaks her out. Well, part of this is that Japan has much less homelessness than here. So, like, if you see a bag lady here, that's just like... You've gone two blocks. Right. But I think if you see one there, it's like, oh no, the idea of someone not having a home. Yeah, I think it's more just like when you're a woman and walking alone at night, it's already like mildly terrifying. Yeah. And then the pressure of her job is starting to affect her psyche. So like just seeing something, you know, another person at night is just scary. Also, she seems like like slightly yeah. supernatural kind of a little bit. Who, the bag lady? Yeah, did yes. you think so? Yeah, the, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, Tsukiko, like- Tsukiko herself is just like, I mean, and there's reasons for it. I won't give any of that away, but like, there's reasons for it throughout the series. But like, you know, she's just constantly terrified of kind of everything. Like, she's a very scared woman. Um, right. And like, it's just kind of like the, the, the one, the nice cop, uh, kind of gets at it where he's like, you know, she's just like, she's just like scared. Um, Oh, I cannot wait to talk about the nice cop. That's coming soon, though. (laughs) Yeah, she's very fragile and, dare I say, paranoid? Dun, dun, dun. So the darkness is starting to encroach, and she's freaked out. So she starts walking faster, and eventually she trips, and her bag topples over, and all her drawings spill out onto the ground. Um and one of them wafts under a car where she reaches to grab it and tears her shirt open. And while she's dealing with that, all of a sudden we hear the sound of skates behind her and suddenly a cloaking figure lifts their bat above their head and we smash cut to the next day where there's pandemonium in the office. Yes, she's been attacked. Mm -hmm. Uh, Smash cut. Smash cut. Don't mind my use of the word (laughs) smash. Well... Alex, how the fuck else do you want me to talk about this? No, you did. I, I'm not. I, it's so, a smash cut. It's a smash <laughs> cut. It is. It's also a it's double meaning. Cut. <laughs> we can all be right. We can all be right. It's a smashing cut. Do you know who's not we loved right? The cut. Whoever hit this poor woman. That's that right. That's alley. true. Yeah, we're forgetting about the real enemy. Yes. <laughs> Probably Uh-oh. the kid from Dogma. The kid from Dogma. Me and Jeremy were just going back and forth on how this is the Dogma villains. <laughs> Wait. That's Kevin Smith movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember uh, Rob... Uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, the uh, evil hockey players. Yeah, there's yeah. three hockey yeah. players, and they go around hitting people with hockey sticks. Wow. It's like the exact same idea. This yeah. is a great show for incredibly timely references. Yeah, you guys remember Kevin Smith? That guy who hasn't <laughs> it was back made before a good he was movie really in 20 years. For some reason. <laughs> oh, my God. It was God. before hot Kevin Smith. It was before hot. <laughs> Something we're all talking about. We're all talking about. We're all talking about how Kevin Smith. Yeah, he makes my Grundle Taint area go wild after ten years. 
You guys are joking, but if you say anything even a little bit shitty about Kevin Smith on Twitter, like 30 people will reply at you. And they're all wearing roller skates and they got a baseball bat. <laughs> I just like s- snarkily wrote something online like offhand a few months ago because I saw 20 minutes of Chasing Amy for the first time and I'm like, this oh, no. is dog shit. And then all, <laughs> like, I-, I was harassed for days. People were oh, like, no. you just don't know his arte and i'm like you can get it i'm like i I do get it actually (laughs) well people will understand the dogma (laughs) reference because dogma is his big movie that is his big movie that's for sure it was Mm, on comedy central a lot Uh, i can see why it's hard for you to talk on this podcast about like art you really really like because it would be like it would (laughs) i'm just imagining like uh like talking about like a, a, a this whole series the whole time and like you know episode I forget which one it is but like towards the end like episode nine or ten is just like this brilliant brilliant episode about working and it happens in the dog factory and I just like <laughs> uh, the cartoon dog factory and I'm just imagining trying to be like okay look like yes it's the cartoon dog factory you're all being extremely funny but like <laughs> it's about like pathos. <laughs> Yes. Well, yeah, we're going to skip and just do that episode. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> I absolutely so, want to oh, cover a dog factory concept episode. <laughs> it's not what you think. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's so much darker. It's so good, though. It's so much barker. That's what I heard, too. <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> You're just feeding them. You just got to let them get out. Are we all having fun picturing an assembly okay. line with, like, like Ford-era workers on it, just, like, snapping dog legs into <laughs> place <laughs> so there's pandemonium at the office they're like answering phones and in the background the news uh, is reporting on the attack um, because she's kind of famous because of the invention of this character i at- think that's weird so you find out this woman was assaulted and you just call corporate headquarters about like was she oh well, if you're carry like a, on uh, if you're a if you're like a, a reporter yeah you and you're you trying call. to like uh get your story out there where you're like trouble in the streets yeah you, know, you want to make sure like, you, uh, you can confirm she was knockout gamed yes yeah We're, haven't you ever like worked in a business where a, a like a minor local news story happened where a minor no no really i'm fired from everything so fast it's crazy <laughs> I'm not around any one place for long. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, in New York, it happens all the fucking time. Like, I, you know, at the hotel, I would have to take a call, like, once a week because, like, something happened across the street or whatever. Huh. Mm. Okay, so the reporters are calling. They're saying, there's dogs in my house, but this owner is in the dog house? Yes. So then uh, we go to the hospital <laughs> where so she is recovering, and there are two cops, a bad cop and a good cop. The bad cop's like, you telling me you don't remember nothing about getting hit over the head with a baseball bat, you dumb broad? <laughs> and good cop. Good cop's like, uh, like, so I know a lot of people are calling you a stupid bitch. Now, <laughs> what I want to make clear is that I don't take sides. <laughs> and me? she's just like, I'm just one of those people. I just like peace. You know, I like to create peace. So I don't want to take a side about whether you were assaulted or whether you're a stupid bitch. I just don't want to take a side. That's all. She like can't remember her own name. <laughs> <laughs> this, this scene is wild. So yeah, um, all she can remember is just like fleeting details. She remembers uh, dropping her bag and the baseball bat, and the bad cop just grunts. Uh, they kind of, they trigger her a lot in this. Yeah, it's really yeah. it's fucked up, but also it's, 
like nice to see an accurate representation of what it's like talking to a cop where they're just like, what do you mean you don't remember shit? You call this here. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm getting threatening phone calls at work. They're like, well, we're here. What the fuck do you want me to Why'd do? Why'd you check into the emergency room if it's not an emergency? I don't understand. That's all I'm saying. that You know, you're here at the hospital... Why don't you be a bit less hostile yep. to me? That's what they the say. The officer. <laughs> they're not wow, good at like wordplay. That's why they're cops. Those exact lines from the episode. If they were good at it's wordplay, incredible. they would have gone to UCB. <laughs> yeah, and she also says that he's like, she was a, the person who attacked her was like a child. It was like in fifth or sixth grade. Uh, which becomes... Uh, right, but they think it could have been the bag lady because of how small the assailant is and that everyone has seen this mystical bag lady. Well, right. yeah, we're not quite there yet. And oh. they're also just like very willing to right. beat up a homeless woman. Instead they're like, she will be the easiest one to beat up for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> All she has to I defend mean, herself are the, bags. We're in the magical world of anime too where like people like Master Roshi or, or such can exist and it's like, you know, sure, old people can be three feet tall. Why not? <laughs> There's so many of them in this show. Yeah. <laughs> old people develop like spider-like qualities in this. Meanwhile, a sweaty guy at the hospital is getting yelled at by a guy. Don't you come back here until you have my money. You hit my dad with a car or something and you need to pay for his treatments. Stop bringing flowers. I want money. The deliveries on those lines, by the way, mwah, weird translation. Yeah, Whereas yeah, the guy's yeah. like, actually, I'm upset. I'm getting on the elevator. Yeah, he like shouts, what is it, like also or something yeah. like that? It was like some like interstitial <laughs> word that you realize when you hear it. You're like, I don't think I've ever heard that shouted before. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's again one of the like eight voice actors they had in 2004 who was in every single show. Oh, so. yes, we did not touch on this. The bad cop is, is the, the narrator, narrator from, from Gundam, Gundam Wing. Wing. Huge update. so fucking funny to hear him be like, are you fucking sure you got you got hit by a kid? Uh, and anyway, uh, uh, it's a coup d'etat in the Romafeller Foundation. There's been a coup d'etat in this dumb bitch's brain. <laughs> <laughs> So the sweaty guy swears he can get more money when he writes the next article because he's kind of like a sleazy tabloid writer. Mm -hmm. And he runs into the cops getting off the elevator and they know each other because he's always hounding these guys for a hot story. And they're like, I don't have anything for you, you no good vulture. Get a real job. Get a real job. Stop podcasting. And He's then, who I thought looked like spirited away a little bit because he looks like, I think there's like a frog or something in, in the movie. Yeah. He kind of looks like... Um, they drew him to be a grimy little git. He's so gross. He's, He's the grimy. Thing. Yeah. And He's, then, um, yeah, you completely I hate that guy. I couldn't figure out what his job was from the discussions they were happening that was happening, and then so somebody said ambulance chaser, and I was just like, okay, Jake Gyllenhaal from Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. He's just the ugly Jake Gyllenhaal from Nightcrawler. And, yeah. Uh, he tricks a nurse into giving him the info quite easily. She is not good at her job. Uh, I love how he does it where he's like, oh, geez, uh, boy, uh, my partner, that room, the big thing that happened, the nurse is like, oh, room 510, the, the new patient. Yeah, like he, it's as if she had that locked and loaded and was waiting for some muckraker to ask for it. 
she's holding the file and just gives it to him. You work here now. <laughs> it's the scene from The Simpsons with uh, uh, Mr. Burns. What's your real? What's your first name? And instead of actually asking for the first name, they're like, "Well, okay, Mr. Burns, here's your package." <laughs> uh, the cops sit in the car and discuss stuff. The good cops like it would really hurt to be hit by a baseball bat, and the bad cops like if she really was attacked. Lying bitch. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm gonna go there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bringing it up. Yeah, I've waited long enough. I she feel. already made up a dog. Why wouldn't she make up an assault? And uh, good I heard she's friends with Quincy Jones. <laughs> good cop is like that seems insensitive, and bad cops like, well, this reminds me of a case from a while ago where there was a, a fake accusation, and they're like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> weird. Meanwhile, Table sweaty that one. Gu- guy goes to an internet cafe to look at the website for the pink doggy while two kids patiently wait to look at porn. I like I like the implication that he got them to like uh, help him with his search by just like pulling up a JPEG. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's very to accurate of 2004, I want to yeah. say. It took a minute for the po- like single screenshot porn to like go all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I remember this. I'll help you use. I'll help you use the browser on PSP if you give me some info. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a voiceover of the TVs talking about the string of sus like attacks that are happening. Well, there's a montage of the cops interviewing people about potential suspects. Local old wives are like, that's not my son. Uh, local girls are like, oh my god, I can't believe a kid would do that. Little rapscallions are like, what kind of loser doesn't say no to drugs? <laughs> and they just aren't getting anywhere until they talk to a gross otaku. And a mouth breather type with an anime pillow. And he's like, what about the homeless? Yeah. <laughs> Have you considered the vagrant one in town? (laughs) And the police are like, I've never thought of that. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) I've never thought of the homeless one. I've never gone there, no. I, I, I like how every one of the shows, like, I can't imagine an old lady going around hitting people with a baseball bat, but I guess we gotta follow every lead. Even if it is, if it's an old lady or like a ten year old, it is a weird villain to have. Of like this small child or frail person, you could overpower is hunting the streets. That's why it's so. Well, spooky. so this gets like cooler in the later episodes, I think, because I and I'm not, I won't spoil anything, but like it's like it's not a huge leap to say that Little Slugger becomes like way more uh, like immaterial. Like, it's kind of obvious that it's not, like, some kid that they're going to catch, I think, from the first episode. Yeah. yeah but, like, yeah. It, 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 he becomes more immaterial, and, like, as it becomes more sort of, like, a concept as opposed to a person, although it's never quite either, it becomes much cooler that he's, like, some weird, like, kid that could never possibly have, like... Yeah, it, he's it's, more, like, it's so unrealistic that it becomes kind of, like, He's more, like, just, like, a, like a representation of, like, the fear or whatever. Right. The fear! But wouldn't yeah. it be mad funny if it was yeah, actually definitely. just a regular kid? Yeah, yeah, And they yeah. just, like, get him. He's like, I just thought it was fun. <laughs> I was having fun. Come on. Come on. I'm just mugging people for nickels. <laughs> yeah, something I'm not sure if we've, like, expressed out loud is the, 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 the like, plot in this is not scary at all but the whole show for some reason just feels like you're having a nightmare yeah that's which the point. makes it oh, yeah. much more enjoyable mm-hmm. that's the point of it is to kind of like uh muck up the dread 
It's I, about mucking up the dread. Mucking up the dread. It's about the dread you don't muck. Muck up the dread. <laughs> muck up the dread. Uh, EA the sports. Dread. So they go uh, to the <laughs> tent where the little old lady was staying, the homeless lady, and out pops sweaty guy. And he's like, I already looked for the broad. I'm with you guys. I'm a good guy. I, I'm helping the cops. And they're like, get the fuck away from us. <laughs> yeah, the bag lady has a tent in a parking lot where she keeps her bags. Um, we go back, I'm sorry, what's the woman's name? I can't ever remember. Sukiko. Sukiko is at home browsing on her, uh, computer on a forum where everyone's talking mad shit about her. Relatable. I was about to say. <laughs> Extremely <laughs> realistic. Yeah, they go on the balling out super discord. <laughs> yeah, it's me Googling my own name. Oy vey. Getting rid of my Facebook was like the best thing I've ever done for myself. Uh, so she's just watching people talk shit about her. She's just submitting to Reddit stand up and reading all the comments. And then uh, oh. her little pink dog comes to life and they're like, they're just jealous those hoes <laughs> you're different you're so special and you're like uh oh this dog is yeah the audience is like life. wait was bad cop right <laughs> <laughs> maybe I've misjudged bad cop yeah. you gotta get bad cop back in here <laughs> the next day I she... what bad cop has to say about this <laughs> Um, the the dog moving around is the part that feels so much like Akira because it moves the same way the dolls do in Akira, where its like head falls over and hits the ground and it walks with its spine bent backward and it's like I'm a little fluffy pop and everyone's like fine I'm comforted by this <laughs> yeah you're this a is little good. fluffy pop okay. there's no two ways about it you're a fluffy pup. Um, the next day she hurries to work on crutches. Um, but she trips and drops her phone, and who's there to pick it up but Sweaty Guy? And uh, he's like, uh, wh- why don't you answer some of my questions? Here's my card. Also, I have you drawing. And she's like, uh, okay. Yeah, you he- got me. Pickup artistry worked. <laughs> he's also like withholding her phone. <laughs> yes. In a way that's like, well, you're very injured. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> You have to give me an interview. (laughs) They sit at a table and he grills her really inappropriately. She doesn't remember anything. He's being like, pretty weird that that old lady disappeared the moment you got attacked. What the fuck's up with that? Maybe you're making it up like you made up that dog. Yeah. And he uh, he he uh, undresses her with his eyes. Yeah, he does male gaze at her. Yeah, yeah. relentlessly. And then, uh, well, by by way of dropping his spoon under the table on purpose to do male gaze at yeah, her. He he goes, like, it's, it's yeah, he goes oops. It's like male gaze up her skirt. <laughs> yeah, everything. <laughs> it's real like 1930s male gaze. He then does that sociopath move where he's yep. also like, you know how all your coworkers fucking hate you? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I know. I work there. And then he reads direct quotes of everyone talking mad shit about her. <laughs> yeah, it's her. delightfully in funny voices that I think are the Bulma voice actress. Yeah. Maybe, but it sounds just like them. He's yeah. so good at voices. And that's the thing. He's is like he Shang may be an- Sung. He yeah. just takes over. He's like an ugly little sweaty little goblin, but he's so funny. (laughs) And that's why I love him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right. So uh, pretty reasonably, she starts to have a panic attack. 
And he's just like, was there actually an attack or whatever? And then she starts having flashbacks of being attacked because these kids rollerblade by her. And then she's like, oh, yeah, he was also on rollerblades. Better go tell cops. Huge, huge update. Rollerblades. But also during this scene. Very important. The gross journalist guy puts a cherry in his mouth. And just like sucks on it for a while, and Alex and I are watching it, just like he's Willie, gonna do, is he going to do, do it? Absolute lad, is he going to do it? And then he spits out the the stem. He made the knot. knot. He like, made the yeah. knot with a cherry, <laughs> so that you know he's a generous lover. <laughs> <laughs> That's character development. It's a rich world. Did you notice that when he got the information from the hospital, he did the bad detective's voice exactly to trick the nurse? I did not notice that. Oh, that's pretty impressive. That's yeah, if you go thing. back, he's doing he's doing the Gundam narrator's voice. I think that's <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons it fools her. But I, I like I, I sort of had my own flashback when he was doing the impersonations, and I was like, he did the Gundam wow. cut voice. <laughs> he is an incredible performing talent. <laughs> um, the other thing too is I thought what you were saying is that he at the hospital got her profile and it says that she loves watching a cherry stem get tied. <laughs> When obviously that is not the case. And I regret thinking it. Um, so after Got she the go- wrong patient. <laughs> uh, after she goes to the cops, we cut back and sweaty guy is standing at her apartment and she uh, sees him standing there and she rightfully freaks out and runs away. Uh, and he's just chased, walking after her like, come on. Baby, come on. I'll tie another cherry. Come Nothing on. Nothing stressful about a man following a woman <laughs> down a long, dark alley. She <laughs> come on, honey. Look at my wide mouth. <laughs> She's freaking out and she trips. She uh, drops a, a, a cloth with the dog's face on it and she's running away. And he chases her down. Uh, he bends down to pick up the cloth. And lo and behold, it's li- little Slugger. Uh, lo and behold, he uh, she also falls down while she's having a panic attack, and um, little Slugger appears before her and says hello again. And hello, it's hello, spooky. Don't mind me if I wick you with me cricket bat. <laughs> the cops. <laughs> I'm just ignoring you. It's fine. <laughs> And that we're not it doing it. It was a heck it. of a choice to make him a cockney uh, it's in the dub. It's not on but... this show, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it's the kind of situation people find themselves in. It's a cockney little scamp <laughs> chasing you with a cricket bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the cops both read the paper, and Good Cop says, you owe me some Korean barbecue because they had made a bet that if Good Cop was right and the attack was real, that... Uh, jinx on you you owe me a coke jinx on you Korean barbecue uh, and they go they show the newspaper which says that you know little slugger has attacked a ma- another man mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, that's the end of the episode well 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 if it isn't little slugger yes yep wow right. uh, and that's that good one good one everybody out of seven dragon balls yes Alex wow well this show is different I don't know. I'm going to have to give it... I will give this episode (laughs) six out of seven Dragon Balls. It seemed like a very promising start to a truly interesting saga. Check out Paranoia Agent, the show about if uh, you made a little fluffy dog. Okay, Katie. 
I also get six out of seven. Um, I hadn't seen, you know, I haven't watched the show in like 10 years and watching this first episode reminded me of why I initially liked it and mm-hmm. I'm excited to probably revisit the whole thing. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Trevor? Uh, yeah, I mean, I probably... I'll give it I'll give it the full seven because I noticed some things this time around having watched it like more recently that are that hint towards the ending of the show. And I was super impressed that it was already there at the beginning because like a lot of those like a lot of the kind of like heady animes you can kind of it's either they thought of it ahead of time or they just kind of made it up as they went along. And uh, clearly they thought of it ahead of time. It's like a well-constructed show and it reminded me of how nicely constructed it is. Um, so, no, I, I really enjoyed rewatching this. I think it's a. Uh, it it is not super representative of the rest of the show in some ways, and I think you know. But if you like it, you'll probably like the rest of the show. It has the construction of a many pieced Gundam model. <laughs> yep, uh, I'm gonna give it like uh, like a six out of seven. Also, I think I'm definitely interested in watching more of it, but wee bit spooky for my taste. Yeah, Jeremy is mm. wee like bit spooked. spooky for my taste. You don't he's, like spooky stuff? He's a lot like a horse. Not with other people. I like to watch spooky stuff alone. Yeah. Well, I don't Jeremy, like people he has a condition where he comes when he gets too spooked. I don't like people seeing me be spooked. <laughs> oh, I think you don't like people seeing you be sincere. That too. No, yeah. I don't like people seeing my emotions. Yeah, no, that's fair. I keep them bottled up inside he for does. a reason. Okay. Anyway, uh, uh, because uh, you, you gave it... S- the full seven out of seven Dragon Balls. Um, how are we doing this? Uh, we gathered the the, the Dragon the, the, balls. The balls, and here he is. All right, Shenron, or something else, maybe. It's me, ambulance chaser Shenron. Nice. And I'm here for the scoop. Get the fuck out of here, ambulance chaser Shenron. You are nothing but a leech on society. We have no respect for you or what you do. Yeah. Oh, Get a real job, Shenron. Me little story. He's British too. <laughs> <coughs> My little story. <laughs> Oh, you were just trying to impersonate a British guy earlier, and you just forgot you were doing that. Okay. Well, Shenron, our guest ha- has gathered the Dragon Ball, so I think he has a little wish. Ooh, I a wish I ask while tying a cherry into a knot with my mouth. <laughs> Trevor does. I have a wish. <laughs> I got a wish. <laughs> oh, you? Over there on the computer screen? <laughs> Greetings. Yeah, I wish that... Um, I wish that you'd tell us your backstory, Ambulance Chaser Shenron. What led you to this life? (laughs) (laughs) What incredibly short backstory do you have, Shenron? (laughs) Maybe just one sentence. Yeah, what kind of uh, we're five minutes over time backstory do you have, Shenron? (laughs) Well, it was Newport, Connecticut, 1987. I was lifting shoppy carties at the side of the local store. <laughs> and that's when I discovered my true passion, crack cocaine. Which I did in a whole lot until I discovered I needed some money right now by chasing ambulances, which is what I do sometimes. I don't know, my memory is really taking a beating. All the crack! Great, great story, Shenron. Fantastic oh, story. Poor Shenron. I regret my wish. <laughs> I 
I know you could have wished for a lot of things. Yeah, you could have just I like... I could have, but that's all right. Yeah. I'm blowing fire on you, but the fire smoke is its crack. All right, you got to go. Smoke. You got to go now. Look, look at that. It's a, it's a police officer, and he's looking for crack. Oh, shit. <laughs> he wouldn't even have to plant it on you. It'd just be there. <laughs> all right, I'm going to hide under your car. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> Well, what a time to be alive. Wow, fantastic plugs? stuff, everybody. Plugs. Wonderful. Uh, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, I, um, I have a podcast called No Cartridge. You can go listen to it. Um, I haven't had any of you on yet, but I'd love to have you on. Um, and uh, all your other favorites have been on there, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, to the <laughs> audience. Uh, but yeah, we talk about video games. Uh, sometimes I talk to devs. Sometimes I talk to fans. It's it's fun. Check it out. It's uh, you can find it under No Cartridge or No Cartridge Audio, pretty much where any podcasts wherever uh, podcasts are. are sold. Yeah, and I'm also on Twitter at Hagelbon. Cool. All right. Follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes. I'm always playing big video games and talking about them. Really? <laughs> oh, come on. The ideal guest for such a video game podcast <laughs> and. Uh, I have a weekly comedy show in Brooklyn every Sunday at Cherry Tree Bar. Tyler, the creator, was there last night. Not Wasn't a that joke. Weird? <laughs> <laughs> just actually happened. Not did a he joke. Did like your set? No, he didn't do a set. He was just there. It was very strange. No, I said, did he like your set? Did you do I a set for know, him? I don't know, and I'm frozen over with fear about it. He was only in the room for like 15 minutes. It was weird. Anyway, wow. um, follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes. That's it. All right, Katie. You can find me at Twitter at Katie Rose or on Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose. Look out for shit I'm doing in the new year or possibly right now. I don't know when this is coming out. <laughs> it's in uh, three weeks. Yeah. And uh, follow me on Twitter at, at Jeremy Thunder. Check out my other podcast, Generation Loss, with Brittany Bohr for BB Lettuce. And uh, and most of all, don't stop talking about hot Kumail. Don't stop talking about hot Kumail. It's going to be it's very the important for this episode's success. <laughs> hot, hot, hot Kumail yeah. all the time. Um, hot right. Kumail 2020. And uh, that's it for this week. Join, Join us, us next week. week. Super! Happy New Year, everybody! A new year of anime! Super!